everybody. I'm Mitch Goldich, and welcome to episode 47 of Mitch Eats Food, a podcast where I talk about eating food. Thanks, as always, to those of you who have subscribed and left ratings and reviews. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and find me on social media for food pictures to go with every episode. Before I get into today's episode, I just want to encourage you all to go back and check out the previous one, episode 46, if you haven't already. That was my first episode back after a long layoff during the coronavirus pandemic. I spoke about why I didn't bring the podcast back sooner and gave my general thoughts on the outdoor dining scene in New York during the past year. Today is its own episode, but I sort of view it as part two of my podcast's relaunch. So I won't repeat everything I said here, but I do hope you go check that one out because these two sort of go together. So I have some big news to share that I teased in the last episode but didn't come right out and say. Uh, People who follow me on Twitter and Instagram or know me in real life already know this, but my wife Sam and I have actually left New York. I launched the podcast in 2017, right when I moved from Hoboken into Manhattan, and then relaunched right when I left the New York area altogether. In November, we moved to Boston, just moving from one city that hates Philly sports fans to another. I will say our move was not related to the pandemic at all. I know in the last episode I said I was annoyed by a lot of the media coverage referring to New York as a ghost town, and then as it turns out, we ended up leaving. That was not intentional. I still care about New York and follow the coverage of the city, so I just wanted to make clear that those were not connected. But anyway, we are excited to be in Boston, and this will definitely affect the podcast because I'm sure we will have Boston episodes soon. I will probably be eating lobster rolls all over New England, and if you out there have food recommendations, I already have a long list, but you are definitely encouraged to pass those along in all the usual places. But in the meantime, I definitely did a little farewell tour of some of my favorite spots in New York before we left. I'm sure people have experienced similar when they're moving. I know I've done that before in other cities I've lived in in the past, like Chicago and Richmond, Virginia. When you move, you have to hit all your favorite spots one last time. It was a little bit trickier in this case, given the pandemic and the time of year and everything. But this brings us to today's episode, another spot on my farewell tour. Yes, we have back-to-back episodes on Upper West Side brunch spots. If that is a bit of a narrow focus, don't worry. I have other interesting stuff coming up soon. But first, today, let me tell you about another personal favorite spot, Good Enough to Eat. This is another place I've been to a bunch of times, and I think in the back of my mind, I thought, yeah, I'll probably do an episode there someday, at some point. And then all of a sudden we were moving, and it was potentially my last chance, or at least my last chance for a while. So I'm happy to bring you this one today. Good Enough to Eat is at 85th and Columbus, as I mentioned on the Upper West Side. It's another spot that in normal times I have definitely waited in line up to an hour to get into. On a busy weekend morning, you'll often see people there lined up and waiting in line to get in. And I should say, I called both Good Enough to Eat and Community Food and Juice, the restaurant in episode 46, I called them both quote-unquote brunch spots, but they are open through dinner time as well. I just love brunch, and that's typically when I've gone to both places. Uh, I'm not sure if I've ever actually had dinner at Community, but I do know that on at least one occasion I went to Good Enough to Eat around dinner time and had a burger. But they do have an all-day breakfast, and that is definitely what I think of them for. And for my farewell tour, it had to be brunch. So I actually, I went alone. It was around noon on one of my last days in the city. It was November, but a little warm for that time of year. And so I sat at a nice small table outside all by myself. Good Enough to Eat is another place you go and you know you're getting fresh stuff and stuff that's homemade. Reading a little bit from their website now, quote, The eatery became a huge success, noted first for its all-day bountiful breakfasts where everything was made from scratch. In 1981, no one was talking about farm-to-table, but that is what Carrie and Anne were doing. 
While cooking traditional food, they were also in the vanguard of sustainability and led the way for many restaurateurs that followed. Today, we continue to honor that tradition. All our breads, cakes, cookies, and pies are made on-site. We offer wild-caught Pacific shrimp, grass-fed beef, humanely raised antibiotic-free chicken, eggs from pasture-raised chickens that are delivered fresh from Sullivan County Farm, and locally roasted organic coffee from Cobrix. Our organic tree-brand grade-A maple syrup is delivered weekly from Dorfer Farm in Vermont, and our cooking oil is recycled. And I think that vibe carries over into the decor, too. It's a little old school with, like, some old-time farmy decorations on the wall, and they have a display case with cakes and pies, slices or whole pies that you can see when you're in the restaurant. And I know during the pandemic, when everyone was outside, they were, uh, like, wheeling that out to the doorway so people walking by on the sidewalk could see the cakes and pies. And you just know that they're homemade and they're fresh and they're going to be really good. Now, (laughs) I am warning you, my order for brunch was a little, let's call it, over-the-top I think some of you might be horrified by this. Last episode, I talked about a sausage and egg biscuit and a couple sides. It all went well together. Today, I think I am back to the gluttonous version of me that you all know so well after 47 episodes. So two of the reasons I wanted to go here to say goodbye are the potatoes and the biscuits. Those are two great reasons to go anywhere for brunch. Let's be honest, we all love entrees. They are important, but the add-ons are what can take a brunch to the next level. Just a couple things that are guaranteed to be good with whatever your main dish is that you order. Oftentimes, at Good Enough to Eat, I'll get an omelet, a classic brunch staple, obviously, something with eggs in it. But I just had eggs the day before, so I didn't really want an omelet again that morning. And there was something on the menu that caught my eye, something I'd seen before but had just never gone ahead and ordered, the bacon waffle. You'd want to know more, wouldn't you? So I did, actually. I asked the waitress for a little more information about it. It is exactly what it sounds like. They literally cut up strips of bacon into small pieces, put it into the waffle batter, and just bake it right in. So, of course, I got the bacon waffle. So why do I say my order was gross? Clearly, none of the things I ordered are gross on their own. They're all delicious. But (laughs) taking a step back, I mean, the combination of a waffle with a side of potatoes and another side of biscuits, that is a very heavy meal. It is a lot of carbs, not exactly a balanced breakfast. I probably would not recommend this to somebody on a normal day. But for me, for my farewell tour, I have absolutely zero regrets. I liked the bacon waffle a lot, which probably won't surprise you to hear. It was nice and smoky bacon, and you just got all of that flavor in most bites of the waffle. Not every bite of the waffle had bacon in it, and you could see a lot of the bacon poking out through the, uh, I don't know, the outer limits of the waffle, as you'll see in pictures that I post. But you did get some bites where you bit into it, and it was just a little bit tougher than you'd expect. And you'd say, oh yeah, there's uh, there's some well-cooked bacon in this thing, uh, sometimes hiding in there in, in bites I wasn't expecting. The waffle itself is very good. They say on the menu, like most things, it is home-cooked batter that they make fresh. Every day they're making new batter, and I'm sure the waffle would be very good on its own, uh, just a waffle with bacon on the side. They also have all kinds of loaded pancakes and things with bananas and walnuts that look very good. So is the bacon waffle a necessary creation? Not really. I think it's a, a little extra, as the kids might say. But sometimes you just have to go for it and indulge a little bit, right? You know, we put people on the moon. Why not put pieces of bacon inside of a waffle? And also, it came with fruit salad to put on top of the waffle, along with butter and syrup, obviously. So you can tell yourself, at least you're getting your daily serving of fruit. But let's go back to the sides. I mentioned I love them both. The potatoes are very good. 
They're also, they're very different from the fried up hash browns just uh, in the last episode at Community. They're more like small potatoes that are like cut into quarters and then smashed a little bit. And I, I like both. I mean, I like all kinds of potatoes and sometimes it depends what you're in the mood for, but these are excellent and I just love this style. And they have this uh, like kind of a sauce on them. It's it it's like some sort of tomato-based sauce, I think, that they must be cooked in. So there's just kind of a coating on them with flavor and the oil and whatever else it's cooked in. Um, not like overly oil, but just enough that like they came with ketchup, but you don't need it because they have plenty of flavor on their own and it's not like they're dry and they need a condiment. So I just love them on their own. Sometimes, you know, a little bit of syrup is fine or some hot sauce, but the potatoes by themselves are just great. And the biscuits, they are on the smaller side, but they give you two of them. They're kind of square. I I will say they are not the most photogenic biscuits necessarily, but they are very good. The inside is just light and fluffy. You can bite right through them. They're not chewy at all, but it does manage to stay solid enough to easily spread butter on them. And speaking of, one of the reasons I love the biscuits here is that they come with this strawberry butter that is so good. Now, you might be hearing strawberry butter. Does that go well with like bacon and a waffle and potatoes? But I don't know how to explain it. (laughs) It's a... it's light and fluffy, this whipped butter. It's super easy to spread. And I don't know what's so good about it. It is just perfect. And when I think of the restaurant, the strawberry butter is actually the first thing that I think of. Uh, when I'm in the mood for uh, for good enough to eat, I'll think, man, we should go there because I just want the biscuits and the strawberry butter. Uh, haven't done this podcast in a year. It's been a while since I gave this out award. Dare I say the strawberry butter is the star of the show. It is excellent on the biscuits. It is also, obviously, you can put that on the bacon waffle, too. Frankly, I wish I could get a gallon tub of the strawberry butter so I could take it home and put it on everything. So put all that together, and that's why I went to Good Enough to Eat on my farewell tour. I say one last time, but hopefully when I come back to visit New York, I will find my way over there again someday. I can't imagine I will never be back. Uh, I imagine I will be there and have that strawberry butter again at some point in my life. Again, this meal itself, my meal is not necessarily what I would recommend. I just needed the biscuits and I needed the potatoes, and I got the bacon waffle. You, yourself, maybe you can go twice, maybe you can go with friends, share a few things, get to try all of it, although get extra biscuits, because how can you not eat your full share of those? Or maybe you're like me, and you're willing to just load up on carbs in one sitting. Either way, I'm very happy to recommend the spot, and again, glad I got one last time there before moving up to Boston. And that'll do it for today. Thanks, as always, for listening. If you're new, you should go back and check out all my previous episodes. I mentioned at the top that you should listen to episode 46, but really, you should go back and listen to the first 45 episodes, too. Many of them are solo like this one and very short. Others have some really fun guests. I've had all kinds of friends on the show. I have episodes on meals from all over the place. Like I said, I've, I've been at uh, 12 states and five different countries have meals represented in the podcast now. I ran through some last time, but there's hot chicken in Nashville, barbecue in Texas, a fish market in South Korea, an interview with a chef on Mount Kilimanjaro. I think there are some fun interviews back there, uh, fun episodes back there, and I hope people go check them all out. You can subscribe in iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can write me a review in iTunes. Yes, I always say that these really help. It's been a whole year now since I last got an iTunes review, which is totally understandable. Nobody wrote me one while I was dormant for a full year, but let's go get some fresh ones. If you're new and just catching up, or if you've been around a while and just haven't gotten to it, go write me a review. Say you're glad the podcast is back. It would be nice to get those rolling in again. Yes, you. I'm talking to you. If you've gotten this far into the podcast, you can take 30 seconds and leave me a review. I thank you in advance, and I will also give you a shout out and a thank you on the next episode. 
You can also follow me at Mitch Goldich on Twitter and Instagram and search Mitch Goldich on Facebook for pictures to go along with this and every episode. You got to see that bacon waffle, obviously. And you can also follow at Mitch Eats Food Pod on Instagram. That account was also basically dormant for a year, but I have gotten back to posting some photos there too. Lastly, you can email MitchEatsFood at gmail.com. Remember, if you have a New England recommendation for a future episode, hit me up with an email, an iTunes review, a comment somewhere. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you again real soon. (laughs) 